0: Back to house today in the sports pan. Tanner, hoops. Rachel Zerby, John Michael Hofling in the house with you. The pride of ABC Marquette. Glad to have you both here. Although Rachel's a little upset, maybe with uh, some of the parking issues outside.
1: The way some people park in the winter really irks me
0: rachel's upset trying to get in here because <laughs> somebody didn't park correctly and i think was it more than one somebody yeah, was it's it somebody's the whole
1: parking lot it's like people all of a sudden i get it you can't see the lines but can you just like pretend that they're there you know like i'm just tired of like not well, being yeah, able to get so you, through so a parking lot they're like
2: not next to each other
1: it's not even that. They're just all over the place. Like, And then trucks, they're like backed up. Like, I don't understand how the trucks are going to get out. They're going to run into each other. I can barely fit my car through. There's just parking's very weird in the winter.
0: I like to get <laughs> as big of a car as I can, and then people make room for me. That sets the tone for everybody yeah. else. Yeah. I can lean out the window, yell Rumsfeld, and everyone gets out of my way. Either way, this is the Sports Pen, and uh, before we get into actual sports, we've got our movie brackets to update you on. Hopefully you've been voting, and uh, we try to find out what is the greatest sports movie of all time. Football bracket, first round, concluded last night, had our final matchups. As we get set to turn to the basketball and hockey portion of the bracket today, here are the results of... The first round matchups from yesterday, draft day all over the replacements, 77 to 23 percent, 69 percent to 31. Any given Sunday beat Gridiron Gang. Remember the Titans got 100 percent of the vote. Nobody voted for Little Giants over Remember the Titans. And we are Marshall all over North Dallas, 40, 83 to 17 percent. So that puts us on to... Basketball and hockey, four matchups to vote for today. Glory Road against Miracle, like Mike or Basketball, Joanna Man and Hoop Dreams and Mighty Ducks or Sudden Death. Can vote for those now. Polls are open. They go until midnight this evening. We'll have the bottom portion of the bracket coming up tomorrow. And speaking of brackets, it's time for the playoffs in the state of Michigan. Boys tournaments underway. Final weekend. Out uh, of the regular season for the girls, Tech and Northern Michigan playing this weekend. This is a fun time for the UP.
1: That it is. is. Yeah, it, it actually is. is. Yeah. That,
2: come on, Coach Carter's got to be
1: on the bracket. Yeah, wait, that's what no, I was no, thinking. No, no,
0: it's in the bottom half of the oh, okay, bracket. Okay okay, 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 okay. I was going to go the- through the rest of the match. <laughs> I
1: was thinking, I was like, there's no way Coach Carter's not on there.
0: Bottom half of the bracket, <laughs> we're going to vote on tomorrow Space Jam against Goon. Uh, These two shouldn't be meeting in the first round, but like the state of Michigan, it's a complete blind draw. No seeding. Semi-pro against Hoosiers. Coach Carter against Pistol, Slapshot, or Celtic Pride. So that's the bottom half of the bracket. You vote on those matchups tomorrow. Any that I missed? Anything else that the film critics want to throw out? I
1: think I've seen about two of all those movies. Have you really?
0: A lot of those are basketball movies.
1: Yeah, Coach Carter is like... I could watch that movie every day. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, every day. What's going?
0: What about Hoosiers? That's a good one, I, that's a good one seen, too. I've and Glory. Never seen Glory
1: Hoosiers? Road is good. That, no. Is that is Glory Road football? No, that's basketball. Basketball. I that's don't good, like, Glory did you a good just say one. Glory Road. you I don't you know. know. It, no, it yeah. is good. I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's good, but is it about? <laughs> I just. I'm not the best with movies. We know this. She yeah, because you haven't watched she, Space Jam yet. She yeah, saw know. the summary on IMDb and went. That sounds pretty. No, I did watch that. I did. I did watch that one.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you're gonna watch Space Jam too. No, probably not. Why?
1: Jordan's
2: going to watch face chance too. Big LeBron fan.
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, uh, back to high school sports coming up this week and this weekend. Tonight, some pretty good ones around the Marquette area. You've got Marquette Senior High School. You're going to be there 1st you excited. I'm
1: excited. I'm excited to see Marquette, especially after they're coming off that big overtime that was, win.
2: That was mm-hmm. a big one. I was there for that one.
0: And they were down early on, and they had a rally against a team that already beat them this season. But they had to make them make the six-hour bus trip, come up and play them here in Marquette. And they get it to overtime. But I tell you what, that Schwanakee kid and the performance he put on, especially in the third quarter, was unreal.
1: But what yeah. did he drop, 42 points? 42, mm-hmm. yeah. And then fouled lot. out. That's tough. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's,
2: they got a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Marquette, I'm not going to say anything about the, the refereeing, because I don't know, I wasn't there for the whole game. But uh, from what I've heard, it was a big like controversy. I mean, the foul shots I believe were forty-six to eleven in favor of Marquette or something like that. Yeah, so. would
0: Marquette score seventy-four wow. that night? Was it seventy-four total points? Thirty-three yep. at the foul line.
2: Yeah, something like that. And I again, wow. I didn't see
0: any of the game. I just saw the score. I was in Manistique that night. I don't know what the officiating was yeah. like. But that's huge advantage when you get to the foul line like that. You know, credit that to Marquette.
2: I will say, Marius Grazoulis was absolutely killing it on the defensive boards. He's fun to watch. Oh, yeah.
0: Six foot ten? How can you not like that? Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, District 66, the road is going to run through Marquette County. Four teams left, all of them right here within the county lines. Westwood at Nagani tonight. Ishpeming is at Gwynn. Michael, you're going to be there with me at Nagani this mm-hmm. evening. It should be a fun one. Westwood's would, yeah. played them well twice.
2: I will say, I, the, thing I, the thing I like about that matchup is they're two sort of different styles from what I've seen. Nagani, Nagani has a couple like of the superstars in, the, in MHSAA, I, I will say. They work, with, they work with the ball well, they shoot well, they dribble well, they move well. But Westwood has such a good game plan. They work together so well. So it comes down to individual players most of the time. But I really like how Westwood works together.
0: Westwood's got a great group because they're so <laughs> defensive-oriented. They bring out a game plan, they execute it really well, and yeah. that's why they stay in a lot of these games, despite maybe some lack of offense from time to time.
1: I mean, you know what they say, third time's charm.
0: That, that's it's the very thing. Hard to beat They've the
1: been times. right there at both times, so mm-hmm. I think Westwood's going to get it. You
2: think so? Well, yeah. well it's in Nagani. I think that has something to do with it. I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem. See,
1: I'm one of those people. I don't buy into home home, court. Yeah. I think it's all a mental game. Jesus, Philadelphia, just not a good home court. (laughs) No. No. It's just that's how I view things.
0: I tell you what. Westwood has not fared well against Nagani in the past. In fact, the Miners have won 25 of the last 28 matchups. And they've won 12 in a row at Westwood. So Westwood's... Three wins during their last 28 matchups have all come at Nagani, if that means anything. Still not a great record, but (laughs) still better than being at home these last few years. I don't know what it is, but Nagani likes playing at Westwood. It's their home away from home.
1: I mean, Uh, it is right down the road. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some things you just can't explain.
0: Yeah, and that that would be one of them. I (laughs) don't know what's the deal with that. But girls tournament's going to start next week, and Marquette County's going to be well represented there as well. Unlike the boys' district 66, you've got four teams above 500 in that district. In the boys, you had four below 500 entering the postseason. This is going to be a really fun district because I still think Westwood and Nagani are the two top teams in it. They're going to meet in the first round, of course. But Bark River, if it was a seeded tournament, would have the number two seed. I don't know. I haven't seen them a whole heck of a lot. Are they for real?
1: Uh, I haven't really seen much of them. Their
0: record, so I, good. I can't really
1: go on record to say anything. I, I don't know
0: what their conference is like, though, over in the Skyline Central. It's tough for me to tell because I haven't seen them at all this season. But fifteen and three record. I mean, they're not easy by any stretch, and yet the top three records in that district are all on the same side of the bracket.
1: Yeah. Don't that, get that, me that, started. There whole whole is no, please, no let's reason. Get you how much time do you have today, Tanner? Because I, I could go on. <laughs> well, all we just got day. started.
0: We got the hour.
1: There is no reason why Westwood and Nagani should be in the first round. They no. should be in the first round. No, why I I, agree. I, I I just don't like the way the MHSAA does their playoffs. Yeah, it's I, I agree. Ridiculous, with you. and it's the worst. Kind of playoff format I've ever you heard said that, in you my said life. That they
2: pick the teams like before the season starts.
1: Right? Yeah, they like know who they're playing in the playoffs during the regular season. Like if you're going to do it like this, at least wait until after the regular season so it's kind of like a surprise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Make a whole thing out
2: of it. Yeah. yeah like like, a, like, make like a selection show. I'm really. sorry,
1: but if I knew who were playing the first round of playoffs, like what are you playing for in the regular season? Who mm-hmm. a conference title? Like really, what does that mean like it means like a lot to the players game. like yeah that's cool but at the end of the day like you're here for the playoffs you know yeah, like you, you could there's be nothing to play for dance, yeah, yeah and that's ridiculous right. i'm sorry no 0-20 team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs like you're being rewarded mm-hmm. for not winning a game no
2: uh, I mean, I, w- I will say it gives everybody a little. A little I don't pack. care. I don't
1: care. What are we here? Like, we're not here to play nice. That's no. just my. Well, yeah, that's what. It's like funny. I was thinking, and I was like, this just goes to show Michiganders are entirely way too nice. They let everyone in the playoffs be a little harder. Yeah, yeah. I'm Reward okay with the that. people who had good seasons. Right.
0: I'm okay with that. You know. I'm okay with it.
2: Oh, yeah. I would. I would agree. I mean, obviously, I've I've been here what three weeks. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know a ton about how it all works and whatnot. I haven't done my research on it. But from what Rachel is to mean, that's a very <laughs> biased opinion. But like, I, It's not
1: biased. I'm just being real. No no,
2: no, 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 I get it. But, like, other people will have the opposite opinion, I feel like. And I
1: think that's, like, weird. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect everyone's opinions, but there's no reason every, pl- every team should be making I the playoffs. I respect opinion,
2: but you're wrong, and I hate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings.
1: I mean, like... We talk about the whole participation trophy day and age. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? Oh, here, you didn't win. You won two games. Oh, you get a first round bye. You're already in the semifinals. But the two top teams in girls' hoops are going to meet in the first round, and one of them is not going to go anywhere.
0: Nope. You know? Let me be devil's advocate, because I do want them to go to a seeded format. But does Michigan keep it like this so that they have the opportunity for teams to make Cinderella runs because District 66 in the girls' bracket is the perfect example of it. You have the top three teams in one half that are going to knock each other out, which means either the 4, 5, or 6 seed will all meet uh, in the bottom half, and one of them is going to go to the district final where anything can happen in one game. You know, the four, five, six seed probably aren't going to win three games, likely all on the road to win the district, but they beat up on each other and then they make it to a winner-take-all district final where anything can happen in one game, and you have a Cinderella story suddenly. Do you think that's why Michigan doesn't go to a seeded format? No,
1: that's that's lame. I mean, if they <laughs> are going to have a Cinderella story, then it can be the eight seed. Right. I'm sorry, a team that's 0-20, you're not going to go on a run. Plus, like, I'm sorry. I, mean, I, mean, I I'm feel sorry.
2: like you can have a Cinderella story without putting all the best teams yeah. on the same side.
1: But I was thinking, because it's weird, there are so many districts within Marquette County where it's like I don't understand why they just don't kind of do it by counties. Like mm-hmm. every team in Marquette you can be seated like one through eight, you know? And then like Dickinson County, they can be seated one through eight. And then like it's just like a whole mess because the U P confuses me if I'm being honest. There's just so many districts, but there's only like four or six teams in the district. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why can't you just make the district like bigger? You know.
0: We've got Rachel Zerby and John Michael <laughs> Hoefling in the studio with us up against a break when we come back. The city of L.A. has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, Stephen A. had some thoughts on LeBron James. Plus, I'm going to make sure Rachel feels very relaxed, not worried about Bryce Harper. Oh. That's coming up next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP.
2: Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerbe, and John Michael Hofling in the studio with you. LeBron James has come under fire from several critics, including
3: Stephen A. Smith. I think the time has come to stop talking about LeBron James as the best player in the world. I think the time has come to an end. We need to stop. Because guess what? You got to be able to do it on both ends of the court. Do you see people salivating at the mouth every time LeBron James is guarding them now? They ain't even worried about him defending them. They ain't worried about him. When are we going to pay attention to that? We're watching highlights of Trey Young blowing by LeBron James and Mike Conley doing what he's doing and others. Last night they showed highlights of the Memphis Grizzlies getting about three or four offensive rebounds and LeBron was standing around sightseeing. You'd have thought he was on vacation. I understand the load that he has to carry. I understand there's a lot on his broad shoulders. I understand that for the time, is undefeated. He ain't getting any younger. He's got to conserve his energy, et cetera, et cetera. How do you get to do all of that and still be recognized as the best player in the world?
2: Work with the situation you're given. And he, I, th- I feel like he's trying to do that. Like, he realizes that his team is probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, in the tough Western Conference, right? So he's taking a step back. He's trying to not go overboard and guarantee anything unrealistic. And he's trying to build with what he has with his team. But criticizing someone for taking a step back and saying, hey, actually, we might not be as good as I thought, that's just, it's it's not warranted, I feel like.
1: I'm just so sick about hearing LeBron James because people act (laughs) like he was going to join the Lakers and the Lakers were going to be like... Threatening the Warriors. That,
2: that, that's what, I, I had them making the playoffs, but like, I had them as a seven seed. No. Ah, I, I mean,
1: Brandon Ingram and Kyle no. Kuzma. Like, like You're not going to do much with that. No.
2: I, mean, you, I mean, he did he did a lot with a lot worse on the Cavs.
0: It's tough to say that last yeah. year's Cavs team is better than this year's Lakers team, but I don't know why they're still so bad is the thing. Do, so, you, just,
2: do you think that something to do with Luke Walton?
0: No. no, no, no. Luke Walton's a better coach than David Blatt or Ty Lue. I agree with that. I don't know why Luke Walton is coming under so much fire, but he won't have a job at least. For yeah, I want, I want
2: him to return to the Warriors, man, because
0: he can coach. Yeah. I really think he can coach. I know that being with the Warriors, it makes anybody look good, but I still think that he's got a lot left off, or somebody understands the game well and. He's the scapegoat because Lakers fans love Magic Johnson way too much.
1: Well, I mean, you'd never really heard a, like Luke Walton questioning his job last season because mm-hmm. LeBron wasn't there. But no. now LeBron goes there and they're not winning. Now Luke Walton's a bad coach. Yeah, it's like the kiss
0: of death for any coach is
2: when LeBron joins your
1: team. Yeah.
2: Well, if LeBron joins your team and you're not winning championships, I mean, that you you're done.
1: I just want to know LeBron's thought process. I know, like, one of the main reasons why he went out to LA is whatever, Hollywood and all that, his son to play basketball out there. But, like, he didn't go out there expecting to win rings, did he? No. No. Okay. Especially now He knows Paul that, George. right?
0: He should know well, that.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, he went out there, like, he's producing Space Jam 2. His kids love L.A. His wife loves L.A. And he was hoping, like, maybe to be another great Laker. Because, like, as soon as he chose yeah. the team, like, people started, like, painting pictures on walls in LA of, like, him with Magic Johnson and Kobe Shaq and stuff like that. So he's trying to be, like, he's trying to add, like, another name to that legacy of Lakers, I guess. Like, or, I, I, or, like, get, I get honor. that, but,
1: like, he's not going to have anything to show for. Like, you're always going to think of LeBron James as, like, a Cleveland I, Cavalier. Well, but it's, like, what is he expecting to do? do in that Lakers uniform. I,
2: I don't know. Like, it's it,
1: getting them to the playoffs, like, legend LeBron james Lakers, No, Laker, no like. but
2: this upcoming offseason, it's very likely that the Warriors disband yeah. with KD, well, with at least one, either KD or Klay Thompson. There's a, there are huge rumors that Klay Thompson's going to head to the Lakers next season. I don't see it, though. I, I still as, don't as think as as the
0: LeBron Lakers james are going
1: is. to He's be... never had
2: a shooter like Klay Thompson. Is that Gal Korver! <laughs> all right, all right
1: well, let's, uh, let's, uh... No, I saw Clay Thompson wants to stay with the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I would see KD leaving before the, the,
1: thing, the thing Oh, about, yeah, KD is definitely... The mm-hmm.
2: thing about the Warriors, and I'll say this about the Warriors and the Patriots, like, just very tight organizations, and the, the thing about tight organizations is they're very good at, like, winning championships. It's because they don't let any drama get out. Like, the drama earlier in the season with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, that disappeared so quickly because they were just like, hey, button it up. It's the same thing with the Patriots. Like, as soon as Gronk was, like, as soon as Gronkowski was like, hey, I'm unhappy with how the organization's running, they were like, oh, we're, we're just going to trade you then. And he was like, okay, I'll shut up. That's just one thing. Like, you might see during the regular season, like, oh, Clay Thompson wants to stay with the Warriors. But I think that might just be the organization going, hey. Kind
0: of like what Draymond Green did earlier when he was starting a little bit of brouhaha maybe around late November, early December, when, in essence, he went up to the Warriors' front office and he said, it's either me... Or it's Durant. One of us has got to go. And then the front office laughs in his face and he cooled it down.
1: I don't know. I just think the Lakers aren't going to be a threat in the West. LeBron, like, we got, it. what year is he in? 15, 16? He's mm-hmm. 34. He's going to not be the LeBron James that we know very soon. No. So, like, how worthy is he going to be, say, even like next season if they do get Clay? Like I, I, I just like the Lakers, they're just like not going to be if they're in the West. If they were in the East, it'd be a whole different story. But they're in the West, and they're not going to threaten anyone.
0: Is this the end of LeBron's prime?
2: Oh, I yeah
0: yeah. Because yeah. very very rarely does someone like Paul O'Neill come around where they get better
2: after thirty. It reminds me a little bit of like the thing with Carmelo Anthony. As soon as Carmelo Anthony went to the Knicks, he had like one or two good more more good years, and then he just sort of faded mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that's sort of going to do the thing with LeBron. Of course, LeBron is on a whole other level from what Carmelo Anthony was.
0: So does Stephen A. Smith, who went on his show a few days ago and said that we need to hold off on calling LeBron the greatest player in the world right now, is he right to say that?
2: Right now, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. If you say the greatest active player, LeBron, if you say the greatest player right now, Giannis, like Giannis or Harden Mm -hmm. or... Even like K D yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like even last year, you could have said Harden was the best player right now, or Mm -hmm. or LeBron. LeBron had a great season last year. Each year, the greatest player right now should change depending on who's having a good season, who's got the team around them. You know, so I I, I don't, I don't disagree with that.
0: MVP this season,
2: Giannis has to take it. I was reading some, I was reading some stuff on Giannis. So the past fifteen years, LeBron. All right, I'm about to go on a little tangent, but like Mm. LeBron has led the league in field goals made from within five feet of the basket seven times. He's led each of the last three seasons. This year, somebody new. It's Giannis. And I will say, of those seven times LeBron led the league in field goals made from zero to five feet, he won MVP twice. Shaquille O'Neal holds the record for most field goals made within five feet and during his 2000 season with the Lakers. He made 617. Giannis is on pace to break it, and break it at a higher percentage than what Shaq did. He is on pace to be the best and most efficient player at the rim in NBA history, or at least as back as the recordings go, which is 1996, I believe.
0: By the way, that pounding was Michael hitting the table for emphasis, making his points (laughs) a little bit.
2: (laughs) Sorry about that. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Giannis is is being so legendarily, historically good at the rim, and I don't think people recognize it. Like, yeah... James Harden is, being historically good, eighth highest scoring season ever, and Elgin Baylor only played 48 games in his high scoring season. But James Harden is in an offense that entirely revolves around him. He leads the league in dribbles, in dribbles per game. Giannis is better at defense, better at rebounding, better at passing, better at scoring close to the rim. He's not as good at jump shooting, but he, he he's got it all. He's so extraordinarily good freakish, if you will, at getting to the rim that it doesn't matter about his jump shooting because he has players around him, Chris Middleton and guys like that, who can shoot the three-pointer, which opens up space for Giannis. Mike Budenholder has done a great job utilizing his players' strengths, and that's really shown off what Giannis is capable of.
0: Before we go to the break, let's talk about baseball just a little bit. (laughs) Let's segue to that and Bryce Harper because he's still not employed. He's turned down multiple $300 million offers and the Phillies, I still think, are the favorite to get him. You aren't nervous about the Dodgers, are you?
1: Definitely going to be a Dodger. I don't even you care at this so? point.
0: I'm over it. You think yeah. he's going to be a Dodger? I think yeah. I'm sweeter. I really do No, don't.
1: it's just, I mean, the whole thing is just so annoying. Okay, Bryce Hyper, yeah, obviously he'd be beneficial on our team. But who does he think he is asking for, like, no, I, I agree with $350 you. million? Dollars, like, mm, I not that high. But obviously, the Phillies supposedly offered him over $300 million and he turned it down. Like I and I saw tweets. He doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. That's fine. Just go to L.A. Be Hollywood. No one's gonna care about you. We don't want you here anyway. I'm over it. Just go to the Dodgers. I'm tired please. of MLB
2: at that pummeling me with fifty notifications about Bryce Harper a day.
1: These MLB reporters, experts, whatever, they're annoying and they like everything. They just like hear something they're like, "Oh, my sources said this and this and this." Like, and I saw a tweet. They're like, "We need the MLB needs." a woge because like the nba like you don't really hear about this stuff it just he just drops it whereas the mlb it's speculation after speculation rumor after rumor and i'm i'm tired of it i'm just starting to lose interest like what games like what does bryce harper want is it Mm he it's
2: just oh he wants he just wants the money
1: well and he wants a long-term deal and that's why he's going to la
2: because the giants (laughs) offered a 30 34 million dollar a year deal but it was like four deal four years so he was like no
1: yeah, is he going long term to the Dodgers? No,
0: no, I don't think that. I think this is all a complete bluff by his agent Scott Boris. I think he's just trying. To get I hate him. Mo- I think he's just trying to get as much money from the fills as possible by showing them the Dodgers are in competition. Supposedly, but I think it's a bluff. Huh.
1: I don't know. That'd be,
2: I, that'd be some bluff. I think it is. I really
0: do.
1: I have no idea. It needs to happen soon. I heard it was going to happen yesterday. I heard it by the I, end of I, week yeah, it was gonna it the week. It's going to happen. I'm just losing interest. When we come back,
0: college hoops. We've got a father-son situation happening last night. The Big Ten, maybe he's not going to be talked about at their dinner table. Plus, top-ranked team in the country, will they be at the end of the year? Or would this crazy scenario help them do so? Next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP.
2: Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, the Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: The Sports Pen on ESPN UB, Danner Hoops, Rachel Zerby, and John Michael Hoefling in the studio with you. Here is your Sports Center update. The Cincinnati Bengals have announced that they are listening to trade offers for former first round draft pick John Ross. The Minnesota Vikings have announced that they have picked up the team's contract option with head coach Mike Zimmer for 2020. He will be under contract for the next two seasons. And finally, American soccer star Olivia Moultrie has officially turned pro after signing endorsement deals with both Nike and the Wasserman Media Group this week. The only catch is that she's 13 years old. But her 2018 Konsikov U-15 championship and her scholarship to North Carolina, which she must now forfeit, were enough to entice several European powerhouses to engage in negotiations with her five years before she can officially sign as a professional player. Don't stories like that make you mad?
1: Literally. Like, why couldn't I be talented and be good at something growing up? <laughs> it reminds
2: up? me of, like, this episode for Nathan, for you, where he's like, hey, we're going to make sports agency great again because we're going to sign kids from the L.A. area when they're six. <laughs> and it's just like, how do you even know? Like, there's five whole years before anything could happen.
0: Who was that kid from Iron Mountain that got a scholarship to Northern when he was in eighth grade?
1: Probably Foster. I wonders. thought it. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I That's mean, crazy. rightfully so.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic player. Just one Westpac <laughs> yeah. player of the year. I'm not saying it's not deserved. No. Yeah. I just think it's it's weird when you see these athletes before they get to high school, even, and they get all of this acclaim and. Uh, success and what have you and you know it obviously translated well Mm -hmm. for Foster Wonders I'm sure it's going to translate well for Olivia Moultrie she was in that Nike commercial that they premiered at the Oscars Sunday I didn't watch the Oscars because I don't care but I'm sure it was you know uh, from what I hear from people who watched it it was really good feedback's been good on it
1: I don't think I've never heard of any of the movies that Never Want I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, come on, how many times do I have to say I don't watch movies? I, That's true. Were you she, watching
0: she, the Knicks snap their 17-game home losing streak no. that night?
1: <laughs> I'd rather watch Paint Dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I've am i never really bought into the Oscars that I don't
1: much. really like award shows no, in a way, either. especially for, like, millionaires. Right. You know? I, mean, I, it's just, I like, like the I, CMAs. Like, I, like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, it's cool, but... It's just, like, funny how they go up there and, like, preach mm-hmm. some stuff, and it's like you're wearing a million-dollar dress. Yep, you win your dream. award for,
0: you know, directing, what is it, like, Green Book or something, go out there and make a five-minute political rant, and then go to a commercial for something. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares.
2: I will say, when Neil Patrick Harris hosts, though, that, that's something else. else. That's something
1: else, though. He, he's I don't even good. know who that is. Neil Patrick Harris?
0: <laughs> now I Met Your Mother? Uh... I don't even watch that show, and I know who Neil Patrick Harris is. No. Blonde guy. Famous blonde I, guy. No,
1: I don't, I don't know.
0: By the way, I saw you watch Game of Thrones this week. Yeah,
1: Finally I did. I, got it. Oh, I did. It was the fourth time that I started it. I was like, okay, I just have to get past episode one, because I saw episode one literally four times. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, on to episode two. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> season one's done. <laughs> so what
0: was the change this time that didn't put you to sleep?
1: I started it on Sunday. No, Michael, it wasn't you. I
2: mean, I, I mean, I feel like I had to... I was
1: kind of there. influenced. Well, when I okay. went home, my dad watched it, too. And that's all he talks about. And I was like, I can't even have conversations with my family because all they talk about <laughs> is Game of Thrones. But on the snowstorm on Sunday, I was like, what should I do today? I was like, oh, it was one o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, I'm going to start Game of Thrones. So mm. I started it in the afternoon so I wouldn't fall asleep. And I don't know. I just... I put my phone down and I actually paid attention. I'm mm-hmm. still a little confused because there's a lot going on, but it's not bad. It's it's a very, very weird show. It's something I didn't think I was going to get into. But mm-hmm. now I'm like halfway through the second season. I'm like, well, oh, I can't stop now because it's going to bother me. Because I want to know what oh, happens, yeah. Okay,
2: you know? she, she was very distraught by a certain thing in episode oh, yeah. w- and season, S- season one. Season
1: one, episode nine, I almost stopped watching because I was upset. Just wait
2: till season three. Oh, my gosh.
1: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
0: I've never watched no. Game of Thrones. Don't think I'm going to start either, to be honest with you.
1: Because you know, it's, like, all, like, medieval times. And, like, I don't, th- like, I don't know how to say, like, I don't believe it's, it's, it. Like, I have a hard time processing that, like, this, like, actually, granted, it's fake. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's, like... I'm such a realist in a way. I was like, this stuff doesn't happen. Well, for me,
2: it's like I didn't start watching it. I've seen the show eight times through. Um, oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> you have way. I shot I, on I here love here. it,
2: but like, I didn't start the show until season six was over. So this was like three years Uh-oh. ago, or like two years ago that I started watching it. So you
0: watched six seasons in one sitting.
2: Pretty much, it was yeah. like it was like over summer. It was like over summer, pretty much over the course of like four days, where I just got hooked. Uh, and then after season three, I quit the show for like two <laughs> days because I was so upset. Oh god! And then, um, and then yeah, I got back into it, and I've just watched it time and time again with like either friends, my brother, my my parents, and stuff like that. My parents are in the middle of the second time through. It's one of those shows where like everybody who I've convinced to watch it has like enjoyed it. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where I'm like. Yeah.
0: Go do it. Tell you what, we're about six minutes into the segment, and we've been talking about movies. so Let's sorry. get back to the real sport. No, that's nothing to be sorry about. It's been it's been fun, but let's talk about college hoops because Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey had a very rare feat he accomplished last night. Both him and his son were teed up in the same sequence. It was kind of fun to see. And then, Fran, like father, like son. like father, like son. And then. Fran and his red face in the post game interview were fully expecting to see some fines for the Big Ten because he had some pretty potty mouth words during his post game press. Didn't
1: he yell at the refs Down in the, the hall, tunnel? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. A couple of other I bombs mean, rightfully out there Rightfully so. Didn't they lose by 20 to Ohio State? Yeah,
0: yeah, and they, Whatever. you know, they. Put themselves in a big hole, and they started getting back out within 12, 13, something like that. And then that's about the time where he got teed up, him and his son both. <laughs> it doesn't take much to set Fran off, I'll tell you. I met Fran, and that was one of the rare times I've ever seen him without a red face. I met him prior to when they played the Gophers last year in Minneapolis. But doesn't take much to set him yeah.
1: off. Yeah. Don't you think it's weird that So his son plays? Mm-hmm. I think that's weird that that happens in college. I'm that's about just, like, to
2: blow your mind with Doc Rivers and Austin
0: Rivers.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I know that, but they're irrelevant.
2: You would
0: hate going to Westwood nagani tonight because you're going to see two father Well, five no, or that's like those.
1: high school. It's like I get it. That's like how it is. But college, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. I,
0: I know. I can see where you're getting at. I, mean, I just wouldn't like that. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I feel like <laughs> feel like if they can make it work, and like as long as the coach isn't like too favorite yeah with his kids it'll, it'll be all right as long as long as there's a professional feeling within it i feel like they can make it work
0: i don't know if there was ever a time before when a coach and his son got teed up in the same game that's awesome even in the
1: same minute the wife or the mom's probably sitting there like what <laughs> 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 what is going on tonight's gonna be i don't know these people <laughs> she takes off her wedding ring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, before we go to break, Gonzaga is ranked as the top team of the country. And I don't know that there is a favorite to win the national championship this year.
1: Do we say this every year? Oh, of course we
0: do, <laughs> but we really mean it this yeah. time. Well, we mean a little more every year. Yeah. Huh? Duke lost their fourth game of the season last night. I feel like Tennessee has been completely exposed as a pretender <laughs> rather Are we than surprised? a contender. I'm not. <laughs> Gonzaga is the number one ranked team of the country, and they're always going to be that team that's Predicted to go to the Final Four and never get there, kind of like Virginia. But I don't know if this would help Gonzaga or not, but I want to get your thoughts on it. What if Gonzaga joined the Pac 12? Would that help them at all?
2: No, the Pac 12 doesn't help anybody.
0: Well, not this season, not modern day.
1: What conference are they in? Some mountain aren't are they in like the big west Uh-oh. or something?
2: <laughs> no, they're not in the big west.
1: What is I don't know the conference. The WCC
2: is the that WAC maybe. WAC. West, w- Western like Athletic, athletic yeah. Conference. Uh, maybe. Big West is more like Southern California, Hawaii ish. Um The Big the, the Pact 12 doesn't help anybody. Like in, even in football even in football, basketball, it's just like we beat up uh, or they're pretty good at tennis. I just feel like, it <laughs> <laughs> men's but the Pac-12 is, 12
1: is just like a conference you like know of. Mm-hmm. Well, you know of
2: because it's one of the Big Five. Yeah. But like the same so I ti- feel
1: like Gonzaga, like you want to be in the Big Five, don't you? I mean, you, you want to be, five. you want to
2: be in the area that's going to put you on a national spotlight more. Mm-hmm. And Gonzaga has been in that national spotlight yeah. really for for some time now. I feel like just moving them to the Pac-12. Would like it wouldn't really help them. It would just make them play against worse competition, in my opinion. You
0: think it'd be worse than what they're playing right now, though? I think so. Who
1: do they even play?
0: Exactly. I mean, they play what BYU? Well, yeah, well, BYU. Yeah, BYU I watch watched the, the
1: Gonzaga BYU game. I was like, they literally I won th- by fifty points. I think BYU is
2: <laughs> a better better competitor than most teams in the Pac twelve. I I mean like. I don't know that I can agree with you on that.
1: Maybe we I mean, went, what, Jim sing- or what, or whatever <laughs> <laughs> <I> was. <sure. laughs>
2: is there a single team in the Pac-12 that's ranked right now?
0: I'm not sure that there is, but I don't know that there's a single ranked team in Gonzaga's conference other than them.
2: Yeah, but there's still Gonzaga. Like, like right. The fact that they have to play Gonzaga is going to lower them still. But the fact is that none of the teams, like not even the best team in the Pac-12, is good enough to be one of the best teams in the country.
0: I would agree with that, but they would still get a better strength of schedule playing in the Pac-12 than they would in whatever conference they're in I right now. I feel like now. that would
2: just be by name, though, I feel like. Just the fact where it's like, oh, they're playing Stanford, they're playing... Well,
0: UCLA and Oregon have been
2: or, pretty good. Or, I mean, well, that'd be they, an upgrade well, over the Well, isn't D1, that too. what it all comes Arizona down to is too, who you play? play? Right, right, yeah, right,
3: Build your like, I
2: feel like, I mean, as somebody who like grew up watching the Pac-12 and stuff, I feel like there have been way, 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 way better Pac-12 teams in both basketball and football. We're talking about basketball. Uh, stop with the football thing. <laughs> but, like, um, there have been way better seasons for Pac-12 basketball than this one. That does Absolutely. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that, oh, th- they're, they're guaranteed to be bad. But it's just I've never seen a season or, like, a string of seasons where the Pac-12 is just so lost.
0: So and you I, don't think it'd benefit Gonzaga to join him?
1: Not really. I don't know. I, mean, I just think any time you could join a Power 5 conference, you'd want to...
0: Do it. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it would have helped UCF. I was going to say we can make that same argument with ucf right? if what they it, were in Would like, it, it have helped UCF? I think it would have if they could have gone undefeated in the Power Five. I they would have
1: oh, well, yeah, been a, taken a, more seriously. A cool, a, well, of
2: course, if they could have gone undefeated, but like basketball's a little different than football in that regard. I
1: don't know. where
2: it like,
1: but like you think of March Madness, like your resume—that's all that matters, like. I mean, obviously, Gonzaga's not going to have any issues getting into the the, tournament,
2: but like. Oh, well, it would help their resume. They're number one. Like, well, what more help do they need with their resume? Well, the thing is,
0: filling up on cupcakes throughout the season with the conference schedule that they play just isn't going to prepare them when they go to the tournament. And I think that reflects on how they've done in the past. Looking at some of their conference games Pepperdine, BYU, Pacific. I mean, I would rather play USC, UCLA, and Oregon. I feel like that would prepare you better for the yeah. tournament. It,
2: it might. The, now, now that you mentioned some of those things, <laughs> but like, um, I, I just... They're, they're gonna play... They're not only gonna play their conference games. Right. And they've done well uh, in out-of-conference games. I'm not sure who they've played out-of-conference, well, they did but, play Duke. Yeah, I mean, and was, was that... No, that wasn't the Zion Williamson game where no. he got injured. No, but, but, but that's yeah. the thing. is Anyone yeah. can
0: play well in one game... But to be able to do that throughout the course of a tournament from March until April, you need to have a strong regular season schedule for that to happen
2: well the, no that 's the whole thing with that 's the whole thing with uh march madness and that 's my whole problem with it is it 's like well it 's not a matter of it 's not a matter of the best team it 's a matter of the hottest team mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, what was it it was uh, Louisville and UConn yeah. uh, as a seven and eight seed. Mm-hmm. So they weren't the best teams. They yeah. weren't the best teams in the league. It's just like
0: Michigan last year.
2: Yeah, it's just like uh, or Loyola Marymount. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or Chicago. Chicago yeah. yeah. It was like it's not a matter of how well you play, how how good your players are, how good your team is. It's a matter of how well you play for these six games. Six games,
1: right? Yeah. I don't. know. Something, something like two, that. Yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah, six games.
0: We've got Rachel Zerby and John Michael Hofling in the studio with us up against our next timeout when we come back. NFL news starting to heat up with the Combine coming up this weekend. We'll break it down for you next in the Sports Pen on ESPN UP.
3: Check
2: out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPNUP app.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hofling, and Rachel Zerby in the studio with you. Final segment before we call it a work day. Don't forget Westwood Patriot Basketball this evening. Pre-game at 645, tip-off at 7 as we visit Nagani in the district semifinals. NFL Combine this weekend. Again, I don't know how much stock you put into that. I think it varies from person to person. I really don't watch it or care much about it because you got guys out in t-shirts and shorts and none of that's really going to translate to the to the game anyway. I mean, you see how fast some guys are. I don't know if a GM takes too much draft stock in that. Would you? Would either of you if you were a GM?
2: I wouldn't look into it and be like, this person had a really great draft combine, so they're going to be drafted way higher. But I would look at it as, this guy had a really horrible draft combine, so he's going to fall a little bit. Mm. I think it's more of a prove-you're-not-bad situation. Okay. All right. But that being said, Tom Brady had one of the worst draft combines in NFL history, Mm -hmm. and he's the greatest, so...
0: (laughs) Well, I tell you what, uh, some quarterback news from today. Two teams have vehemently said that they have their franchise quarterback who's going to start for them next year amid speculation. Another, not so sure. Pat Shermer, head coach of the New York Giants, says Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback this season. Mike Mayock, general manager of the Oakland Raiders, believes that Derek Carr is their franchise quarterback. So, despite speculation, those two are keeping their jobs. I think that's good. I do, too. Yeah, I like both
2: of them. Elon Manning deserves to keep his job for the rest of his career, in my opinion. I like both of them. I really do. I I really like Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. I just think Derek Carr's been uh, in a a bad situation, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen what he was able to do like three years ago. Pro Bowler, definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. He was arguably the MVP that season before he went down and got replaced by Matt McGloin and got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. It's the whole problem with the team now versus the team then, was the lack of protection. Derek Carr has been on the ground a lot more these past two seasons. Mm -hmm.
0: Rachel, do you agree? Do you Mm -hmm. agree with our assessment? (laughs) All right, we're all in agreement
2: on something. First time that's
0: happened I don't know how long, but I like it. Actually, I like having the diversity of opinions too, but it's nice coming together, getting a brain trust of sorts. The Arizona Cardinals don't have that. Steve Keim, general manager, when asked if Josh is their starting quarterback, he said, yeah, sure, for now. So he's not exactly slamming the door on Kyler Murray not being taken number one overall.
2: I really hope that that's the case. I do too. I want to see him plus Kingsbury. Well, I I just want the Niners to take Nick Bosa. (laughs) Like, I I, I think the... The very obvious choice, and for the first overall pick, is Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what the Cardinals need to do. Josh Rosen is great mechanically; he's great at reading defenses. He just needs to he just needs a weapon outside of David Johnson, right? In my opinion, but so I don't think taking Kyler Murray right now would be bad. Like uh, I I think it would be very bad in my, uh, Sorry, Josh Rosen needs time to develop. The fact is that if they pick Nick Bosa, how scary would that defensive line be with Chandler Jones on one side? And Nick Bosa on the other. That would be
0: insane. I think you gotta play to your coach's strengths. Kingsbury's such a good offensive guy and get the last bit you can out of Larry Fitzgerald.
2: Well, he's such a good offensive guy, then why are you denying Josh Rosen the ability to play with such a good offensive guy? Because he's
0: not good. I don't think Josh Rosen's good. If we I don't said think we, he's ever gonna translate if we, if to if we wanna
2: judge if we wanna judge people on their first seasons, like let's judge Steph Curry. I didn't think first. he was good
0: in college.
2: I thought he was great in college. I didn't. Like uh, I don't know. Well, he, I, I, thought, really. I thought he had injury problems. Like, I thought Devin Modster was also a very good backup, too. But, like, if we want to judge people by their first seasons, like, you want to judge Peyton Manning by his first season? where he, he I'm threw, not judging
0: him by his first season, <laughs> though.
2: You're judging him just by... Then what are you judging him on? I didn't think he was good
0: in college. I didn't think he was worthy of being a top ten pick. He well, didn't stand out to me. He what, didn't what, do anything that impressed me. He just me.
1: doesn't see potential. No.
2: I, I see the potential, I feel like. He he's got a very good football mind, I feel like. He's very competitive and yes that can be a problem at times. But I, I think he's he's gonna be able I think he's been able to like restrain it for the most part. I mean I think he worked well with Jim Mora. Um I I I mean I, I really like Josh Rosen. I thought he was gonna be the number two quarterback taken behind Sam Darnold. And he ended up being number four, which I thought was crazy. And I thought the Arizona Cardinals got a great deal. Like he doesn't have any receivers. Who's like? Other he's than, got Larry Fitz. Uh, the, the Fitz is, isn't is the Fitz of old. Like well, nobody is at that age, but he still got it. He still got it, sorta. He is, the whole thing with Fitz was like, oh, he never drops it. He never drops it. He never drops it. He had seven drops last season.
1: If they're uncertain as to who their quarterback is going to be, just take Kyler Murray. Why? I you
2: gotta give him a shot. I, I actually something I did read, which, I, which I think would be. Oh, great. if they're
1: saying oh. Josh Rosen, we don't. They're saying, yeah, sure, he's our starting quarterback. If he's not, who is? Well,
0: right now, back. oh, it's Sam Bradford, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Sam Bradford, that's right. Yeah, Sam Bradford will make a great coach one day. Uh, <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, but I was well, something I did read. I have a friend who's an Arizona Cardinals fan. He mm. hates this, but I, I love it. I think it would actually be great trading Josh Rosen to the Patriots.
0: Hmm, for who?
2: I can't remember what it was, but just that whole idea. It opens up the door to, dr- to take Kyler Murray, and if if anybody's going to make a great quarterback out of Josh Rosen, it's going to be Bill Belichick and Tom Brady mentoring him, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots know that. So I think it's a little bit of speculation. I think they're willing to take him, knowing that the Cardinals are very interested in in Kyler Murray. I, ju- I think it would work so well. I think it was like Josh Rosen for... A second-round pick and somebody on the, uh, and like, a piece of the secondary. I can't remember, though.
0: I, I could see it. I mean, if anyone's going to turn him into a good quarterback, you'd think that would be the guy to do it.
2: Yeah, I love it. But my friend who's a Cardinals fan doesn't love it, which makes me think that the Cardinals, like, which makes me think they see, they, the Cardinals fans at least still see potential in Rosen.
0: You think the Patriots will draft a quarterback this year? No. Neither of you? No. No,
2: As long as it- Tom, like, that that just wouldn't bode well with Tom Brady, I feel like. And you don't want to make Tom Brady upset.
0: Well, I feel like he's got a few years left, and Tom would have the opportunity to mentor him and bring him along. I think a guy like Daniel Jones from Duke would make a lot of sense.
2: I think I think that would make a lot of sense, too. But the fact is that as long as Brady is still, is still around, it's just, I just don't see it working out, like, just with another quarterback. Like, any guy that we thought was going to be the guy that Brady was mentoring for the future, that was... Jimmy Garoppolo for a little bit. Um, I mean, even Brian Hoyer, like early on in the career, or earlier, early or on, I should say. It, it, it's just never sort of worked out. It's always been like, okay, no, Tom's staying, Tom's staying, Tom's staying. So until Tom like announces, yeah, I'm going to retire after next season, I don't think that they're going to make a move.
0: They've got bigger problems to worry about anyway. With Robert Kraft officially being charged, <laughs> yeah, he's got his court date coming up on April the twenty fourth, and we continue to get. New reports surfacing
2: about him.
1: I just want to know. They said that Robert Kraft's not even the biggest name in this whole ring. So who is is
2: it? (laughs) Well, and what's crazy about that is if he's not the biggest name, why would he get like revealed first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point of that?
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just weird. It's such a weird situation. Apparently, this happened the day of the AFC title game, and there's human trafficking linked to it, which could
2: yeah. How, how does that even work? Right. The spas in Florida. The game was in. He was. He was at the game in Kansas City. Private jet. I mean, I That's. Why, that's,
1: that's crazy. <laughs> that's some like dedication. <laughs> I don't. Even, dedication.
2: what?
1: <laughs> what? Oh, and there was gosh. a
2: blizzard in Kansas City that night. Right. Mm-hmm. So like. That's risking a lot, just so you can, like...
1: <laughs> what I'm saying.
2: He's dedicated.
0: The thing is, uh, we don't know what the charges are going to be because we don't know if he's linked to the uh, human trafficking that's associated with this place. And I think a lot of that depends on public opinion, or will hinge upon public opinion of him. Because best case scenario for him at this point is he had no idea about human trafficking. He's a lonely old man that lost his wife and did something nasty uh awful case scenario for him probably the worst is that he knows this is a human trafficking place and he goes to jail probably for the rest of his life if they can prove that
2: yeah i, I, I mean, mean
1: i feel like he's got to know you think yeah what makes you think that what makes you think that Wh- why not like nah, i'm just not gonna talk like about i don't this. know
0: i don't know what to what I I, think I could, about this.
2: yeah I couldn't make two cents about this. Yeah,
0: I mean it's a weird situation to think about. I feel like he probably had the idea maybe something was going on and just decided to turn a blind eye, not give it attention or whatever. Uh, reportedly, there's video of this and it has not been released to the public. And I wonder if that could be the saving grace for Robert Kraft. Because what? Why if,
1: hasn't the video been released? Well, that's what
0: I'm wondering. Is because what if this video, someone takes it to court and gets this evidence, which appears to be the only real evidence they have, mm-hmm. and says it was illegally obtained and that everything is fruit of the poisonous tree, and they have a mistrial, what have you? What if that's the saving grace for Robert Kraft? How bad would that suck?
2: <laughs> I mean, my my mom got into an accident and she they basically said hey it's not your fault but you made an illegal u turn so uh going to get you for that mm. so like i mean it's better than it's better than the worst case scenario like you explained mm. but like yeah it would suck it's it's i mean when you get in a situation like this you're never going to you're never going to end up better off you know or right. or exactly the same so i wouldn't expect that so by any means necessary just to avoid a worst case scenario i'd say go for it
0: Especially if that tape gets released, because he may not be found guilty in the court of law, but in public opinion, that may be something he'll never recover from.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think he'll be fine in Boston's eyes. And I think, Well,
0: in Boston's eyes, you can do no wrong, as long yeah. as you bring titles to the city.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's all that really matters in terms of, like, in terms of any sport, really. Is like, mm-hmm. As long as your city doesn't want to kick you out. I mean, Philadelphia with Sam Hinkey, like he did great things, but they were like, nope, you're, you're gone, you're gone.
1: Oh, R.I.P. Sam thank you. <laughs> Miss him. but
2: yeah so like as long as the city does uh, like in, in terms of sports as long as the city that you represent doesn't like have disdain for you i think you're in the clear
0: rachel zerby and john michael hofling in the studio with us we are out of time appreciate you both as always had fun today looking forward to seeing you around at some high school basketball in the area
2: mm-hmm. oh, thank yeah. you thank you for having us
0: That's it for us. Back on tomorrow, but join us tonight for Westwood Patriot Hoops 645 pregame, 7 p.m. tip on ESPN, UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.